So today I'm here with Principal Brady Smith for the first edition of the Beacon School podcast. So first of all, thank you so much for coming on to this. Uh, I know you probably have a busy schedule. Um, so I was just wondering, I mean, I can't imagine the decision to switch schools in any climate is easy, but what made you decide to switch to Beacon now and how does it, how is it different from your old school? Uh, yeah, it is a strange time uh, to make a transition, but I also know that, you know, Beacon needed a new leader to step in. And so the need was very clear at Beacon. Um, my previous school was the James Baldwin School. It's a transfer high school located on 18th Street. And um, uh, it's an amazing place. I'd been there for seven years. And um, I know from having, you know, been uh, principal of a couple of different schools that um, that the transition can be a really beneficial thing for the school community. And so uh, seven years at Baldwin um, felt like uh, felt like a good a good period of time to, you know, institute some changes. And, and I learned a ton. Uh, and then we identified it along with the superintendent, somebody who could step in and uh, and take over leadership at Baldwin. That was a, a key point. I wasn't I wasn't about to leave my school without a clear uh, plan for succession. And, uh, and the woman who stepped in is, has been amazing and uh, was ready for it. And, uh, you know, like me, has transitioned uh, into leadership during the pandemic. So uh, we've been supporting each other as much as possible. Um, but I do think a new leadership perspective can be really valuable. Um, and that's another reason why I chose to come to Beacon. Um, I know Miss Lacey. I've known her for years. Uh, I clearly, I've known about Beacon. Um, and uh, James Baldwin School is also a consortium school. So I bring experience with the PBAs and with the consortium approach to teaching and learning. Uh, I definitely am uh, highly interested in the arts. You know, I, I play music. I like to create art. I always have. And so uh, the emphasis on the arts at Beacon was a huge draw for me. Um, I also think, you know, my, my understanding from conversations I've had over the last few years is that there's been some real challenges in, in particular around um, integrating Beacon and around some racial equity uh, work that, uh, that has been started and needed to be continued. And, um, you know, at, at Baldwin, we did a lot of work in, in the area of racial equity. We did a lot of restorative justice work, a lot of work to make our curriculum uh, you know, very student-centered and culturally sustaining. And so having, you know, uh, worked at Baldwin uh, on those aspects of, of leadership, I'm, I'm excited to bring uh, my experience with that work um, to Beacon. And considering Beacon is such like a hands-on place and really does value the whole hands-on education experience, what would you say the most difficult part of both starting out remote has been and also just in general as a principal of transitioning to remote instruction? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think my my approach, my instincts are always, um, you know, very sort of relational. And, and the most challenging thing has been it's really hard to, it's really hard to develop relationships um, through a screen. Uh, and, and also just, to, you know, I, I think like the informal interactions that you have when you're in person, the hallways, the you know, all of that, um, all of that stuff is missing and, and all of that contributes to, uh, you know, building relationships, building trust um, and, and really sort of, uh, you know, just the job satisfaction. I think most, most of us who are in education 
um, you know, wanted to become educators because we enjoy spending time with young people. We enjoy the environment of school. We enjoy all the interactions. Um, and, and those are all missing, not all, but, you know, those are altered in this remote environment. And that's, that's the biggest challenge for me by far is, is the challenge of, you know, in the case of coming into a new community, also forming new relationships um, but that's always the case when you have new students and new parents. Uh, in this case, I also have a new staff that I need to get to know and, and build trust with. Um, and so the biggest challenge by far has been uh, building trust and forming relationships in the remote environment. And I've always wondered like what it's like to be a teacher or a principal and the relationship between the two. Why do you think that's so important? And how have you in, you know, in remote instruction have you had success in uh, building some form of relationship with the teachers at our school? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think that's that's key. Um, the relationship that that uh, principals or school leaders have with teachers. Um, you know, I think there's all kinds of other examples of of um, similar relationships between um, you know supervisors and and the and the people that um, they supervise. In this case, you know, I think that challenge of building relationships with teachers is also a, a challenge I've experienced and approaching it, you know, I, I write a weekly email to staff where I try and, you know, sort of clarify my beliefs and what my vision is for Beacon. I also, you know, have a, a leadership style that I think really, um, you know, endeavors to hear all voices. So uh, I know some people think of leadership and that's somebody who comes in and makes decisions. Um, you know, that's not really my style. I've been much more about, um, you know, entering a community gracefully and really trying to understand all the, all the different layers and nuances in play and, and to try and hear other people's um, thoughts and perspectives about the, the big issues at the school in order to, you know, try and come up with solutions that are, you know, not only sort of um, including those voices, but also driving the school in the direction it needs to go. Uh, because, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, we need to make changes and uh, I'm not somebody who's going to come in and say it's my way or the highway. Um, much more somebody who's going to come in and, and, and really consult and ask and, uh, and seek perspectives, uh, especially those that may not, you know, may not be the ones that are naturally um, sort of forward in the conversation, like really trying to draw out uh, various perspectives. And so I've, 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 you know, I've done one-on-one -on -one meetings with a number of staff and I continue to do that. Uh, we have had staff meetings. I write a weekly email. Uh, but, but just like I said with the last answer, missing the in-person piece is really uh, challenging to develop relationships with teachers that, uh, that allow them to feel supported, um, fully supported, to allow them to, um, you know, to, to take some risks and try new things. Um, you know, they, they don't know me well enough, I don't think, in many cases to feel um, like they can, you know, sort of take those risks and they're not, you know, I'd, I'd like to change that. I'd like to build relationships with my teachers so that they can feel supported and, and trusted and comfortable in taking risks. And from a student's perspective, and I think, I mean, not to speak for parents, but even parents as well, I think many people don't really fully understand or really appreciate enough the role of the of a principal what's something about being a principal in general that um you think you'd like other people to know or take into consideration <laughs> well you know I, i've said this before but I, i've never met anyone who like you know grew up wanting to be a, a school principal 
Like when you, when you ask like a group of second graders, you know, on career day or whatever, no one says, I, I want to be a principal when I grow up, at least no one I've ever met. Um, and, and I think it, I think that's really interesting. I think we have a, a sort of a societal perspective of what principals do um, that is skewed. I mean, it's skewed toward, um, you know, discipline. Like you think of that principal who's got like the, the paddle in their office or whatever. Uh, and how scary a place the principal's office is, or you have like these, you know, uh, popular images of principals that are totally inept. You know, you think of any sort of Nickelodeon show or, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off or any of these, you know, sort of popular culture depictions of principals. And, and they're generally either, you know, they've, they've either got a paddle in their office and you're scared to heck of them, or they are absolutely unable to do anything well. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it's a little bit of a shame just because I know, I know a lot, a lot of school leaders that are really, really smart and caring and thoughtful and think deeply about their work and their agents of change. And, you know, like I actually think school leadership is one of the most um, powerful places to be in, uh, powerful positions to be in in society because you are, you know, you're, you're helping form the future, you're um, trying to prepare students for not only the world as it is, but the world as we all want it to be. Um, I think it's a really exciting position and it's, it's definitely the best job I've ever had. And so um, I guess that might be surprising to people to hear. I've had a lot of jobs and, and being a school principal is the best job I've ever had. Well, yeah, I think, I think as a job, I feel like there's a lot of, I don't know, I don't think I've ever met a principal that's not passionate, despite, as you said, the media portrayals, but I guess that is for entertainment purposes. But yeah, it, it is kind of a shame that people don't see the other side. Um, and so just in terms of the future, hopefully we'll have the vaccine soon and, you know, be back to normal. And I mean, this may not even be in my year, but, you know, at least the freshmen, junior, sophomores, they'll, you know, get to know you more. Uh, what are you excited about in terms of transitioning back? And do you think that transition back to you know, the regular way of life is going to be easier or harder than the transition to remote instruction was? Well, you know, I, I think, um, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm, I'm incredibly excited to get back in person um, because so many things we've already talked about in this conversation are different when we're in person and, and I think better when we're in person. So I'm super excited to, to, for when that day comes. Um, I do think it's going to be, it's going to happen in phases. And I think that that's, you know, that's going to be challenging in a way to have, and we've already seen sort of, um, you know, fits and starts to in-person um, instruction. And so um, I wish it were that just one day, all schools are back open again, you know, everyone's immunized or what have you, uh, and, and we're back to normal. I, I don't think it's going to happen like that. And I think that's going to be hard to, to go through a process of phasing back in. Um, I mean, that said, I, I think that um, it, it, it's also, there's a, there's a danger in, um, in returning to the way things were. Right. I, I think we all want to sort of on some level return to the way things were. We have a, a you know, an idea about um, life before the pandemic and we want to get back to that. Um, I, I think there's also an opportunity here that it would be a shame to miss the opportunity uh, to come back uh, to something that is better, something that is, uh, you know, uh, more um, more thoughtful, 
more forward thinking that brings some of the some of the things we've learned through this pandemic because I, I think we've learned a lot of new approaches and new ways of being that I, I hope we can bring forward into school after the pandemic. Um, I also think like, you know, I, we had a lot of societal momentum around um, equity work, uh, you know, with George Floyd and all of the other issues, the Black Lives Matter movement, so many things happening in society that, um, that I think have been uh, it had huge momentum for shifts, cultural shifts that, um, you know, that I think the pandemic sort of interrupted a little bit and our desire to get back to normal life such as it is. Um, there's a danger that normal life ignores all of that energy and momentum and, and deep thinking and activism that I think could lead to really positive changes in the area of equity. So um, I'm excited to get back to in-person learning. Uh, but I, I hope that in-person learning comes with a lot of the, the positives um, in terms of societal changes and some, some real, you know, good instructional practices that I think we've learned through the pandemic. Well, thank you. That was a very insightful, insightful response, first of all. I do agree that I think that, you know, there's also aspects of remote learning that I think have actually even been positive for me. So yeah, I do agree that hopefully we'll take something new from this experience. Uh, thank you so much for this conversation. I really appreciate it. Of course, my pleasure. Nice to meet you.